0: Beer It Is is a CSPN Media podcast production. Please visit our website at cspn.us for more episodes of Beer It Is and for ways to keep our podcast free for you.
1: Alright boys and girls, my name is Tobias Woolborn. The name of the marquee is Beer It Is. Shout out to CSPN, where you can find the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and all these places for absolutely free. By the way, if you're out there and you are a fan of the podcast, give us a rating. Give us a five-star rating if you like it. Leave a comment. These things really help us. They let people know that you listen to the show. And it just helps me keep abreast of what's going on. Also, if you're on iPhones or the Samsung network or any place, subscribe to the podcast. You can get it each and every week. We're coming right now. I think we're in episode 63. And go back and look at some of the archives. Like if you're a new listener, go check out some of the old episodes. See what you think. See what we've improved. See where you like what we're doing and you want to get on the train to support here it is on the CSPN Network. All right, man, this week's episode, talking to my boy Jason Pellet. Let me tell you something, man. I could talk to this guy for hours on end. And sometimes we do just with no microphone. But today, I told. I went by the office about a couple weeks ago. By the way, you know, guys, I am in Orlando for spring training with the Braves. From a full-time job, you know, Brave beat writer at the Mary Daily Journal, you guys also know I do some NBA for Sporting News. And, of course, I need to do No to Score more often. I haven't been on it as much as I'd like. I need to get that together and be on No to Score more. You know, I miss doing the show with the guys. Man, shout out to Don and Jesse and the Libra icon, man, Dwayne. Really good crew, man. They're doing some good stuff, holding it down. But I need to get back on that show some more, you know, because I did kind of start it. Anyway. That being said, got with my man Jason Pella before I left town, and this guy, just brilliant. I mean, we talked about his music career, how he played on Big Boy's album. This guy was hand-selected by Ludacris to play. Oh, and he's a badass brewer, too. Talked about some of his beer, the beer game in Georgia, Him getting one of the first cool ships in the state of Georgia, really in the southeast. And we get into what a cool ship is. It's not what you think it is, but it is really cool, for lack of a better word. Right. So talking to him is always a treat and always something that I look forward to getting with as much as possible. All right, but, man, let's get into this weekend beer. Man, you know, so down here in the old town Orlando, and really the central Florida area, they kicking it up in Port Orange all the way down. And, man, there are some really cool beer. You know, a few months ago I was at New Smyrna. You know, I had them on the show. Good guys. Got to check in with them real quick. They are doing some crazy stuff. Shout out to New Realm. I think they're episode 57 if you hadn't heard it. Go back and listen. Spend some time with John Cheek at Orlando Brewing and expect that podcast to be coming up in the next couple of weeks. He's an OG, literal OG. I mean, the guy started the Florida Guild that has now started with eight other people, if I'm correct. That Florida Guild has now grown to over 200-some-odd breweries in the great Sunshine State and seeing it grow and develop. And he's been there for it all. Open up the first brewery in the city of Orlando, you know. And we <laughs> that guy's at Restaurant. We talked about the struggles, and he's a very honest guy, you know, and just someone you can sit and talk with for a long time, just like we did with Pellet. All right, man. So let's let's get into what I've been drinking this week. Um, You know, I had some New Realm, which actually they're going to be next week's episode. New Realm got to talk to Mitch Steele and. What's really cool is I got to share some of his beer down here. Because, you know, there's people who know Stone, but they hadn't had the new stuff. So, it was pretty cool to share the Rat Gas Triple IPA with some fine folks down here. And I'll tell you, man, there's some good beer being made in the city of Orlando. Uh, after that, you know, so doing that, unfortunately, you know, my grandmother passed away. So, you know, it's been a rough time. And going to take a couple of days away from Orlando, go to her funeral, and, you know, give my support kissy willborn i will always love you and always miss you and very important special part of my existence quite frankly so you know it's not the same without you um anyway that being said let's get into this episode with mr oh I, i've got to tell you guys you asked me what i've been drinking so one thing was that triple ipa for rag gas another thing is Just some more good beer from the folks at Red Brick. You know, I had, you guys know how I feel about Garrett. And now Gavin is over there, and he is lighting it up. They are doing some really cool releases. And every time he puts out a beer, it's it's good. And it's better every time. I don't know how he does it. I don't know what he's doing, but they are doing some crazy stuff. He just had the Hype Whale releases. And, you know, I got it a little bit before some people did. But nonetheless, you know, um, the Mayan, which is this Mexican chocolate stout. Basically, it's kind of a little bit of the old Westbrook Mexican cake. But I think it's a little better. Then it had a Neapolitan, which is what it is. Chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, right? Obviously, of course, there's lactose to get the vanilla flavor and some vanilla bean. But then he came with the cocoa nibs. Then he came with the strawberry and... It tastes like a bourbon barrel-aged chocolate, strawberry, vanilla monstrosity of beauty. It's a great beer, and Red Brick's been doing it. Then got some Torch Hop, some um, a couple of their beers, man. The Out of Control, which is out of control, and the Spaceberg, man, good for them, you know. And as far as down here, been killing Orlando Brewing. Went over to Ten Ten in Orlando. They're doing some cool stuff. So, you know, got to check out the scene. Been really busy with baseball, but, you know, wanted to make sure I got some episodes out to you guys. By the way, I hope you guys enjoyed From the Earth. Forgive it being late. You know, I, I've been busy, guys. I'm sorry. And Tim Stevens up there, I'm sorry. i really meant to have the episode out for Valentine's Day, but you know, duty calls and we're going to get back at it, man. We're, we're going to get back up to episode a week. Next week will be mitch steel and from there you know who knows we might do some orlando brewing Uh, i got a couple things in a can up in atlanta so you know we're gonna show some love man i actually may do a thing where on my way back i may stop at some breweries i still got to get to chattabruche i still got to get to some of these south georgia places so i I may make it to where on my way back on my drive back from spring training which would be you know somewhere in march I hit a bunch of places, then, you know, the season starts, man. And once baseball season starts, things really change. So I'm about to get really creative as to how I do these things. But either way, I'm going to be coming to you guys each and every week right here on CSPN. So, without further ado, let's bring in my man, Jason Pellet from Orpheus. All right, boys and girls, once again, my name is Tobias Woolboy, name of our kids. Here it is. Shout out to everybody who allows you to show absolutely free each and every week. We just told you about our good friends at Amazon, but now we're not even going to get into the long our introduction because he's been on the show before, but he's still doing this thing, and he's, he's kind of cleanly shaven there. So we're going to talk he
2: occasionally.
1: Occasionally, he kind of slips up and cleans it up a little bit. But man, we're with the, my man Jason Pellet here at Orpheus, literally right off Piedmont Park. It's a nice, sunshiny day, a little cold, but. He's brewing, man. So, what's up, Jason? Oh, lots of things are up. We're uh, we're getting barrels ready to fill,
2: filling barrels, getting ready to empty a bunch of barrels, and uh, brewing like always.
1: Man, on the grind, making it happen, making it work. So, man, let's start from there. You mentioned the barrels. What's coming up that people can kind of get to drink?
2: All right. So, we have... Um the really exciting stuff, I have uh, vanilla beans on the way. Uh, I just talked to a guy in Madagascar last week. Um, so, again, lots of vanilla beans for two really exciting beers. So we have, back when we filled barrels two years ago, February like February 2nd, 2016, um, uh, Imperial Stouts, and that eventually became Abandon All Hope, 12th Labor, ye Who Enter Here. Um we had a we still have that some of that beer left, so we're actually we never bottled ye who enter here. Uh, we're about yeah. To
1: I, I'm still so mad at you about that, man. By the way, because like <laughs> I really enjoyed that beer, and it's one of those ones where, where I like to take your beer and share it. I've had just talk to people about it. So this is
2: one we, we do this one with uh, chilies, um, coffee, and vanilla, and so we actually we still have we have ten barrels left. From that two years stock that we're gonna bottle you into here from.
1: Wait, so it's just sitting in the barrels or is it a keg? Still sitting in the barrels.
2: So, so it's two years old now. <laughs> it'll be it'll be about twenty six
1: months old by the time we actually bottle it. Now, what does that level of barrel aging do to a beer? Because typically, like you can get most of the character off within a short amount of time. But what does it do when you have it I in mean, that long? It
2: really uh, smooths it out. Well, I mean, it depends on the barrels you have, Um, and you have to have a huge base beer to be able to stand up to that much time in the barrel, or it can just get a little astringent, too Mm -hmm. much oak, but this is, well, it is a huge base beer, so um, it's just, it's super smooth right now, Um, and just thick and luscious, so that's really exciting. We also had a few barrels uh, that, 14 months into that, aging in the Kentucky bourbon barrels, we talked to our friends at American Spirit Whiskey, and nice. they had these cool ATL Shut uh, up! They're cool uh, fiddler barrels, which is so they buy. They're not a very old distillery, so they for a lot of their beers they buy stock of. Well, this is pretty normal distilleries buy stock of whiskey from elsewhere, mm-hmm. and then then they finish it. And with these particular barrels, uh, it's called their heartwood. Um, they actually their their distiller. Cut down uh, Georgia um, white oak and oh, seasoned boy. the heartwood for over a year and on his farm, and then put chunks of that seasoned heartwood that he uh, that he toasted himself into these barrels, and then so that became their their heartwood fiddler whiskey, nice. and then we put our 14 month uh, imperial stout. Into Into those. those And it's been sitting in there ever since Jesus So That's gonna become Double barrel
1: Double vanilla Double aged Abandon all hope Whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on, wait a minute, because that just kind of threw me, so you got to, like, repeat that again for the audience to make sure right. they caught that. Man. So,
2: abandon all Hope is our, it's our uh, vanilla bean, bourbon barrel, imperial right. stout. Which,
1: by the way, happens to measure right at 13.9%, which is just under the just state under. limit.
2: I don't know how you do that, man. Uh, we actually, <laughs> we send samples of our barrels off to a lab and make sure, get the ABV of all of them and blend to be legal.
1: That is miraculous, man. I commend you on... I,
2: I can't say that all breweries do that. <laughs> I'm assuming they do. I don't right. know. But we do that. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, um, yeah. So this this beer is... Well, it's going to get twice the vanilla beans as the the regular release. Uh, it's, well, double barrel and actually aged more than twice as long.
0: Jeez.
2: And so So we'll, that'll be coming also in two, two to three months or so. Right. So
1: right now, as we record it, it's january ends february starts and you got an anniversary coming up in may man this i expect yeah i expect these beers to be out before then
2: but yeah we're doing for our anniversary we're actually doing eight bottles eight bottle releases over that weekend it's memorial day Wait
1: it's only what three days in
2: the weekend jason come on man what are you doing <laughs> yeah friday saturday sunday monday two a
1: day for four days so, I mean, how, how will that work? You're going to keep poor Sam over here. The <laughs> 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 tasting room manager slammed. Man. How are you going to tear that in still have the uh, anniversary?
2: <laughs> I mean, so what we've done uh, every year so far has been I mean, actually, we've spread our
1: anniversary celebrations right. out over three days. Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I may or, Saturday, may or may not, I may or may not have attended all three days one year, but you know <laughs> we're gonna move right along. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have. I don't remember as well. You should some have. of that. It gets it gets
2: hazy. <laughs> hey, hazy, hazy is a good word <laughs> so, for. It. So we get Uber because I mean, we because you know we can do that because we have we actually have a massive barrel program, and so we'll. I think last year uh, the amount of beer drunk over our anniversaries was equivalent
1: to something like 12 full barrels jeez guys uber lyft taxis (laughs) there will be ride share
2: beers here i mean you can you can can definitely expect to have those two imperials the yeehoo enter here and abandon all hope plus two new bourbon barrel stouts one with uh coffee one with hickory smoked cocoa nibs and chilies jeez um we're going to probably, if it's ready, be releasing our first goose-type blend of three different years of uh, spontaneously fermented turban mash, cool ship, I don't know, I'm not going to call it lambic, but I don't know have another word for it. Fair for enough. At the moment. Um, and some other, and there will be at least one other cool ship beer uh, that will be fruited that we'll have. Uh, we're doing, uh, so we're taking Minotaur, which is our whiskey barrel sour where putting that into rye barrels with cherries. Nice. So for cherry rye. Hey,
1: guys, you nice. see his face when he talks about it. He, he lights up. It's like you bell it. You know what I'm saying? He, he, he gets all happy and smiley here. And I'll tell you another place that does a happy smiley here on honestly On the CSP Network. My name is Bias Wobble. here with Jason Pellet at Orpheus talking beer game, getting into this. Man, so that day. Now, this will be the first time you guys will have an anniversary with the new law, that's right. Because the past four or five have been with the old laws, even last years, because new SB eighty five didn't come in until September. So typically, you guys would do like a big ticket for that. You think it'd be like $30, 40 bucks somewhere yeah, we've there? Done like twenty
2: two bucks? Yeah, twenty two. Yeah, yeah. I
1: probably spent a little bit more because I bought a bottle or two. But nonetheless, um, it would start at that price it'd be different from what the tour price would be. So, what are you going to do as far as so the pricing range? That,
2: that, that was a, one of the first. Problems I thought of with the new law, and you know, it's the new law is great. But you know, that is the 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 way it was set up before. It was it made for a good excuse to just throw a big anniversary party because well, couldn't really justify with the old system having a bunch of really special beers on tap just for you know the ticketed tour system. Right, right. Uh, So, but now we at any given time have minimum four barrel aged beers. A lot of times, up to eight plus on tap. Um, and so, it's like, what do we do for the anniversary that's different than what we already normally do, which is, you know, pretty, you know, we, we try to keep it stock of pretty insane stuff here all the time. Right. Um, and it just, realized it just had to be more insane. Okay. So, that's why, I mean, that's where the, you know, 8 Barrel releases that weekend comes from. It's like, you know, we, we have to top what we do on a regular, on any, you know, any regular week. Wow. So, So there will be... And those we're going to do an anniversary version of Transmigration of Souls. It's going to be uh, like triple dry hops. Um,
1: Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I mean, it's going to be some exciting times.
2: Plus plus some of these. We have a lot of Barrel Age beers coming out. Not necessarily that weekend, but they'll all be here then. We have some old kegs we've been saving. Nice. Uh, So it'll, yeah, blow out like we've never done.
1: So in summary, Jason Pellett trying to take all y'all money. (laughs) Because... Eight bottle releases <laughs> over a four-day period. He tried to take all y'all money. So, but so start save you money now, which is why we're doing this early. Get your money right because they go, There's gonna be a lot of beer to be bought. I wouldn't have
2: said it like that, but I'm glad you guys <laughs> did.
1: Well, not take. He's gonna give you beer in exchange for your money. But either way, start save you money now because some of those releases, as I'm tasting a couple, as we're gonna do in our next segment, we're gonna talk about some of these beers that are going to be coming and what's going on. Tell you what, man. Some of these aren't even carved up, and they're already badass. So imagine once they're ready what it's going to look like. So guys, keep it together. Get it right. Get it tight. So are, are you going to do a ticket assistant system or is it going to be just buy per? Just buy per the pour. Wow. So just come in, hang out? Yep. And that's,
2: I mean, that's one reason we spread it out over multiple days is so that, um, even though we, we get a lot of people here at our anniversary, but being able to spread it out makes it so that we don't have like a thousand person crush any one time.
1: And I think that's big because, um, yeah, last year I came Saturday and then I came on Monday. So it's kind of interesting to see the different crowds yeah. and people just kind of hanging in the parking lot, drinking, just all over the place, enjoying themselves, enjoying you. So what are you expecting for that? I know it's kind of far off. You got a lot of time, know. but... It's hard to say.
2: I know our people i don't deal with the tasting room a whole lot <laughs> so i know the the people that actually run the tasting room are are worried <laughs> you know as they should be so but
1: um, and also too with those releases are you gonna time them how, how they probably come?
2: be basically two bottles each day released uh, at when we open um It'll vary bottle to bottle. We'll have way more volume with some than others. So right. some will be limits per person. Some we may have enough to at least start with the assumption that people can get, maybe not however many they want, but at least up to four to six if they nice. want. Um, so it's hard to say. We'll, well, once we have actual packaging yields, we'll uh, start making enough enough. decisions. And
1: that's going to come down the road, and we'll keep you posted on that here on our website, here on Beer on the CSP Network. We're going to take a quick pause for the calls. we We're going to talk to our good friends at Busted Tees. They're going to tell you how to get some fun T-shirts. But nobody makes a cool T-shirt in Orpheus. When we come back with Jason Pellet, we're going to talk about the cool shit, talk about some of these beers that come out for the anniversary. Stick and stay. Beer it is. The Vice We'll be right back. Man. And I like the fact that, you know, hey, when he makes a mistake, he's willing to correct it. Well, like I said, I haven't seen a single mistake from the good folks at Busted Tees. Well, if there is one mistake, it's that I don't have a t-shirt yet. But either way, this episode of the show is sponsored by Busted Tees. They're your home for funny, awesome, cool t-shirts that are sure to get your friends' attention. Busted Tees puts many of the popular t-shirt designs on. On sale each and every week. Shoot some eye-catching t-shirts inspired by pop culture. Cleverly-themed TV shirts is sponsored by movies, video games, TV shows, comic book, geek culture, and many more. So to keep our podcast free, order from Busted Tees to go by CSPN.us. That's CSPN.us. Click on the Keep Our Podcast Free link. Click on the Busted Tees banner. Then shop for awesome t-shirts Busted Tease through US. Do it, do it, do it. All right, once again, thanks to the good folks at Busted Tease. You know what I'm saying? For helping keep the podcast free. Make sure you click that link. Get your discount on the shirt. Show us some love. Show me some love. And when are you going to get me a t-shirt? We got to step our game up here on Beard Is. But in the meantime, I'm going to have to get a t-shirt from my boy Jason Pellet. I love their logo here at Orpheus Brewing. So, yeah, you know, I think we told a story before, but let's get into it a little bit more, man. Tell us the story of the logo, of the name.
2: All right, so Orpheus uh, actually originally came from, uh, people assumed that I was a big fanatic of Greek mythology, and that's not actually what happened. There's, uh, I grew up as a jazz player, there's a jazz standard called Black Orpheus, yeah. and I should just love the name.
1: I mean, why wouldn't you, right? It's such a cool name.
2: So, I didn't even know the background until I was trying to name my brew, my fantasy homebrew brewery, which I never thought any of this would actually happen. Um, and Orpheus came to me, and for the first time in like 15 years of just loving the way that sounded, I looked it up, and there's this mythology that's perfect. Wow. So the, the Orpheus was... Uh, supposed to be the greatest poet and musician in in ancient greece and son of apollo so he had some powers um and so he did all sorts of stuff he was an argonaut and did all sorts of you know cool things but um his famous story is that on his wedding day to his wife eurydice she was killed by a serpent bite and
1: which is of course uh, a beer
2: that's a name (laughs) Right. Uh, you're gonna hear as I go through this story. You're gonna hear lots of beer names. Nice. Um, so Orpheus wandered around for years. That's where wandering blues comes from. Mm. Uh, just playing and singing, uh, mourning. And uh, one day, a stone actually moves out of his way, and it's the entrance to the underworld. Ha, you and that's, <laughs> that's where he goes down, and he meets the ferryman, Karen. Ferryman Fair- <laughs> takes the dead across the river Styx, and he sings to uh, Karen. And convinces him to take him across. He's not supposed to take the dead across. Um, so Orpheus goes in, he meets Kerberos, the three headed monster dog, um, the 12th labor is named after. Wow. Uh, puts him to sleep with his singing and walks into Hades. And there he sings to Hades and Persephone, and his singing is so beautiful that even the Furies wept.
1: Even the Furies wept? No-
2: yet another one. So we we have <coughs> actually we have bottles of Even the Furies Wept, a new blend, wow. sitting right now. Just See. a little aside. See. All right, so pay attention, guys. So um, it, it did persuade Hades, but Hades is powerful, so didn't completely sway him. And Hades said, okay, you can take your Odyssey back but on the condition that you just trust she's going to walk out with you, behind you. Hmm. Uh, so he's like, all right, I can do that. So he's uh, walking out, trusting that she's behind him, and gets to the, the exit and just can't stand it and He's needs to Uh, sneak a quick peek um so he turns around there she is and
1: then she gets pulled back and so that's why our motto is don't look back don't look back i love it i love it it's just when things like to have a story hey real quick i gotta ask you about this i've always wanted to what was it like playing with big boy and luda
2: and those guys man all right so i uh so i was on big boy's first album uh, but I was in the studio to record, because I was a trumpet player before, um, I was actually in the studio, and I was told at the time, this is just an Interscope Records session, but I was told it was going to be for Ludacris, and he was in an adjacent studio, but he, he wasn't going to meet with the session musicians. Right, right, right. Um, so, he was there, but I was out in the break room and met, uh, Big Boy, and talked to him for quite a while, um, which is cool. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty badass. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then it was it was quite a bit later that I got the message from the guy who had hired me for it. It was like, oh, man, yeah, so it didn't actually use that for Ludacris,
1: but you're on Big Boy's album. I was like, okay. Shag. Which tracks, by the way, just so people... Yeah, I don't even know. you got to find out. But your name is on the <laughs> album, man. Oh, no. <laughs> they, don't, they don't list session players. <laughs> they need to. They should. But either way, so you listen to Big Boy. I mean, and there's a lot of trumpet. In that particular album, yeah, I mean, so yeah, that's I played trumpet and trombone on that. Wow, so he's all up in that. In this case, you don't know, notice guys are also a very well trained musician, chef, all these different things. He tries to be all like <laughs> modest. <know> and, chef, <laughs> I'm a
2: home cook, though. I did start cooking, got involved with a charity, uh, Atlanta Center for Self Sufficiency, nice up on Edgewood, and they run a, uh, a brunch place on Sundays. Cafe four fifty four. Yeah, right by Town, right by corner tap. Yeah, on yeah, on Edgewood. And so I actually started cooking there recently.
1: Really? How's that been,
2: man? Awesome. Is <laughs> I had always wanted to kinda just not for a career really, but I always wanted to cook professionally. Right. You see how cook. Uh, so now I'm the egg cook. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you know what? And By the way, that place is really cool. I've actually eaten there twice, just to do the charity thing. And one, the food is always oh, really it good. Is. It's awesome. Like it's and it's really affordable too. It's almost like you, you kind of feel guilty, which is kind of why tips. Yeah, yeah tips better.
0: <laughs> right. All of
2: it. I mean, so all the the cook, except for the chef, uh, all the like me, everybody else in the kitchen, all the servers, it's all volunteer. All the tips go to the charity. So,
1: yeah, yeah, it's. It's awesome, shout out to Cafe 459. 5, 4, 5, if you ever just want a cool 458, 4, excuse me, if you ever want a cool Sunday brunch that also helps people. Oh, yeah, go check awesome. it out, man. Because I'm telling you, the food is good. I mean, I think I've eaten there for like under five bucks. Like, yeah. I mean, it's full. more than that, but it's, I mean, you get a ridiculous amount of food, it's very well done. And like I said, it's nice, and more importantly, it's for a good cause. But anyway, speaking of causes, speaking of things, let's get back into you a little bit. What you guys doing here. Tell us about the Cool Ship. Cause there's like a All little, right. there's a little, there's a little Cool Ship um, controversy.
2: <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't want to talk about a controversy, but yeah, we started. Um, Why controversy? I say um, <laughs> cleaning up, so people can understand. So, yeah. So we we just started this week, actually doing tastings for our first blend of one, two, and three year old spontaneously fermented, turban mashed, uh, Cool Ship barrel aged uh, wild beers. Um, so kind of, I'm not going to call it Lambic. I don't. I haven't figured out a better word for it yet. But There's got to be something. For, for our purposes right now, I'll call it Lambic, and it's not going to be on the label. True. Uh, so we started doing That's one of the first things we did. I mean, that's one of the reasons I opened the brewery was Fair. to do that stuff. Some of the first barrels we filled were turbine mash, spontaneous, cool shit beers. So um, we finally were ready to do our first goose-type blend of that. So we, we started tasting that. Uh, this week we'll have a blend figured out and blended by, uh, by early next week.
1: And, you know, so really excited about that coming out. Okay, well, for the audience, because what I love about this show is I have different levels. I have literally experienced brewers who listen, and I have brand new people who are just getting into craft beer. So, a lot of times, people who are just getting in, some of these terms go over their head. What so, is a cool ship? All right. So a cool
2: ship is, uh, it can be a couple different things. Uh, in this context of like Belgian Lambic style brewing, a cool ship is an open vessel um, that you basically you put hot wort, that's the wort is the unfermented beer, you put hot wort into it, let it sit overnight to cool down. Um, so we do this when it's actually cold out. We do this uh, mm-hmm. so far, I think it's the coldest day of the year. Um, and that's what we always try to do. Nice. And then basically the next day, and it's gonna collect assorted microbes from the air yeast and bacteria um, and then put it in barrels the next day and then let it sit for one to three plus you Actually, we're, when we do the blend next year, we're gonna have some four year old barrels. Wow. So. Um,
1: how, do, how do you take. Okay, that takes patience.
2: It does. And so how the hell do you do that, man? Uh, you gotta ignore it. <laughs> It's like you know. I mean, there's so much going on here. It's not. It's not like the only thing in my life is waiting for right. you know, cool shit barrels to mature.
1: I, I couldn't, have, but you know, there are breweries that that's what they do.
2: There are. And so you know, once you get you know, uh, home brewers talk about a pipeline. Mm-hmm. You know, once you have enough beers getting ready to come out, then you don't worry about the beers that aren't ready yet. Fair enough. You have a you have that pipeline coming. Always something. else. It's like I'm never lacking for. Stuff to do here, yeah, it's true. So, if like, if I don't have to deal with some three year old barrels today, that's great, leave you it for get... tomorrow. <laughs> I can put that off another day.
1: So, you know what? I don't know if I've ever asked you this, but what did you start brewing on? Where and where was it? Do you remember what we started were
2: uh brewing on uh, this wood? I brewed just a couple batches. Uh, track of time. Fifteen or so years ago. Wow. I was in college. I was just... I only... I didn't drink a whole lot. Uh, I only drank... Good beer, you know the good beer that was available here back then. I nice. you know, save up for a bottle. So what was that
1: maybe like what dogwood?
2: Um, uh, I would occasionally buy some dogwood, um, some sweet water Brooklyn stuff, Brooklyn black chocolate stout. Oh yeah, uh, I'd save up my money for Sam Smith oatmeal stout and Paddy Porter, St. Pete St. Peter's cream stout. Mm. Um, yeah, stuff like that was back then. I was like. Back then, I was doing all my... I love to cook, so I was yeah. doing all my... Baking my own bread and making all my curry paste and stuff. And I was like, I should be making my own beer. So, got my... Uh, all my little components from eBay. Uh, it, was, it was way harder to get home brewing supplies. Well, yeah. 15 years ago than now. Well, it's
1: interesting. I talked to um, a man who runs Hopsticks. Mm-hmm. And he was started brewing 25, 30 years ago. Yeah, it was even harder then. It was like illegal, so you had to go like, to these <laughs> bread stores quote unquote, to get a lot of your yeast and your bolts yeah. and all the other stuff.
2: Yeah, so I mean by the time I started doing this, you you did have some uh Y Yeast was around then, mm-hmm. I think White Labs probably around then. So there was some good yeast available. It was just way fewer places to get this stuff. Um, I would I would go up to uh, it's called Beer Necessities now. I don't even know it was back then but um so but i didn't brew much then i brewed like one or two batches and i was like this is actually really expensive hobby." (laughs) right so i put it away (laughs) uh and then but it was i mean i got some carboys got some buckets got a you know a little Mm -hmm. stock pot and it was just doing uh extract brewing then then i i kept all the stuff and i picked it back up oh my god it was only like six years ago yeah right at six years ago um I was doing brewing all the same equipment I originally had for a year or so, and then uh, started brewing all grain on still just on my stove. Mm-hmm. Um, little you, know, you were married by then too, right? No, I, I lived with my now wife for okay. quite a while. But um,
1: you, know you were sharing. Space. We were sharing
2: space, yeah. Right, and eventually all this stuff ended up taking. I don't know. It was in basically every room in the house except our bedroom and master bathroom. Ooh. Every single other room in the house had some between equipment and aging beer and all that. It was insane. I can't <laughs> believe she put up with Bless it. Bless her heart. But she's she's a, a beer fan too. That's kind of the thing that um, that became our hobby when we got together. Nice. So, so and then not, they not brewing together, but uh, just going to yeah beer bars and breweries and stuff. So yeah, oh it couldn't have done it without her being behind
1: it. Right, and still sticking with the, oh, yeah. you and put up its bull to but, this
2: day. I'll say she was <laughs> very happy for the brewery to open and all that shit to get out of the house.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so when did you realize? Actually, you know what? We're gonna stop here. We're gonna um, talk to our good friends at audiobook because I want to ask you. When did you know you had a beer that you could make money off of? And then how did it go from there? And how did it pay for? But we're going to do that real quick. We're going to talk to the folks of the audiobook. We're going to come right back. Stick and stay. Beer It Is with my man Jason Pellet here at Orphan's. Speaking of special surprises, I got one for you that you need to pay attention to and get ready for. For you, the listeners of Beer It Is podcast on the CSPN network, Audible. Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Personally, if it's going to be me, I will check out Mitch, Mitch Steele's IPA book. It is really cool. Or you can check it out Between the World and Me by Ta-Nehisi Coates, the autobiography of Gucci Mane, whatever you're into, man. They're all out there. They're all to be heard. Or my favorite, Slobberknocker: My Life in Wrestling by good old J.R. Jim Ross so when you get these books you can hear these authors read them hear them all you got to do is go to www.audibletrial.com slash beer it is and make sure you do that so I can get the points because when you do that they show me some love and that's how we help keep the podcast free for you and for me, on um, beer it is. So, shout out to the good folks at GoBlinger.com. Make sure you go get that free 30-day trial. They'll take care of you, get you the book, and really put you up on some game. But, from there, we're going to put you up on more game on Man Jason Pellet. Here at Orpheus, my name is Tobias So, we were talking earlier about the brewing life, getting started, going, cooking on the stove, going from the stove. What was the step between the stove to here? So there was, uh, I brewed two beers back
2: to back. One, um, so back then I really wasn't a fan of IPAs. Back if you think about five, six years ago, IPAs tended to be like bitter and Mm -hmm. resinous and lots of like caramel, malt character. And I just thought, I just thought it was a bad, you know just didn't work for me. But I thought, you know what, there's a lot of potential in hops, though. Mm. And so what if I just take some hops that are nice and fruity um, and put that on a base beer that's, like, fair, you know, pale malt, very, just gets out of the way and just let, you know, the aromatic and flavor components, not bitterness, but, the, you know, all that juiciness, basically. Juiciness probably wasn't the word I thought of back then. Right. That's what I was going for, but I did that. I didn't make an IPA with it. I made uh, the dry-hopped Saison, um, mm. and that became, uh had a different name back then, but that became Lyric Ale, one of our launch beers. Right. Um, and the beer I brewed after that was, I had had a, at King, King of Pops, I had a Sour Plum Popsicle,
0: Oh,
1: interesting!
2: And this is you know the original King of Pops mm-hmm. and Buddies, and uh, like my first bite of that, I was like, "Man, sour plums should be a beer." And no, nobody uses plums in beer. <laughs> um, so now some people do, but right. So, but back then, so, was doing so I immediately uh, at this point, I was still brewing extract. I was like, you know, I I want to I want to brew a sour beer with plums. I wanna, it needs to be all grain, so I like the next day went out and got all of my assorted equipment I needed to do that and brewed the first batch of what became Atalanta. Wow. And so, those two beers back to back, I was like this could be the core of a brewery. And Cool River it. Brewery, that, that was going to be the name? No, no, I mean, the core, like... Oh, the core is like, a cool river, I was the, oh.
1: the core of the brewery, okay.
2: <laughs> the core of the brewery. And that's, then that, that's what it became. Wow. And so... So we eventually... We actually retired Lyric recently because turns out other people aren't quite as interested in Seysaws as I am unless they're barrel-aged and stuff. Yeah.
1: It's, it's so weird how styles have changed and changed. Like, what's the biggest change you've seen from when you got in the game as a commercial brewer to now? I mean, I'll say, like, my thoughts on hops back when I brewed Lyric Ale
2: is kind of what guides most breweries now mm. I mean, no, nobody's brewing those IP not nobody but very few people are brewing the kinds of IPAs that I hated back then and I brought Lyric Ale to be like a contrast to that like a use of hops mm. basically the way I wanted to use hops back then is the way that everybody's using them right brewery. late edition all this yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. I mean I'm not taking credit for that <laughs> I'm just saying that's um, <laughs> Jason Pellet
1: invented the get <laughs> <laughs> out
2: no, not at all but uh, I was, was glad to see the whole rest of the brewing world catch up to that because it's like, I mean, like, wh- why put caramel malts and, like, really toasted characters with beautiful fruit flavors? It's like, why would you do that? Right. balance is what people talked about. And yeah. it's like, that's not balance. That's just clashing. True. So, so that's been a nice change. The, one of the main reasons I actually wanted to open a brewery was because I was really into sour beers. And um, it was, they were hard to get. I was a trumpet player back then, so yeah, you could get actually you could get Canteon on the shelf back then, but it was you know eighteen to twenty-five bucks a bottle, which sounds like a good deal now. Mm-hmm. But um, back then it was a little pricey. Back then, back when I was a trumpet player, <laughs> I right. was like I could buy a Canteon once every few months, right. You know, right. Like, I'd keep Petrus Aged Pale at home that was only that was five bucks a bottle but still that adds up too yeah it does so uh, one of my first thoughts with wanting to open a brewery was to have an accessible sour Mm. and that's what uh, well Atalanta $12 six packs we got over and over on the shelf for $10 six packs that's our pineapple sour Um, so you know when we put Atalanta into cans that was the first packaged sour beer in Georgia now there that's
1: hard to believe that was just three years ago right now everybody's doing it all over. <laughs> that's crazy. And it's and it's kind of interesting, because, like, when you guys were starting, you kind of were known as a sour brew, okay. But then now, it's like, you become like an I IPA, know. slash, stout, slash, 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 slash. Like, how did that kind of evolve, Ben? Uh,
2: it's, I mean, Transmigration of Souls, which is one of our launch beer. that's our big double IPA. I mean, that just, that took on a life of its own. So can't stop that for us. I mean, that's why. It was just a season. We only made three batches of it that first year. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I knew. I think I had that at your anniversary the first time. That and Truth, Body, Soul. Mm-hmm. That year. And I definitely had to take an Uber. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't even get to the stouts, man. I was freaking those. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I
2: knew if we came out with an IPA as a core beer that would end up being our flagship that's just the way the beer world worked then it's mm-hmm. like, if you give people that option that's what they're going to get I right. did not want to establish us as an IPA brewery I wanted because if I did that then Atalanta never would have caught up mm-hmm. like it did because mm-hmm. people would have just taken the easy choice right. oh, let's buy the IPA from the new brewery so we were like now we have we launched with well two sours a Saison and a double IPA,
1: yeah. Um, yeah. total game, total game changer for me seeing that. And even now, you still see a lot of brewers launching as IPA brewers. Like, would oh, they yeah. brew anything other than IPAs? It's, I mean, it still sells, yeah. It still sells. Yeah, I mean, sell. it's, it's
2: still, and i also, it's, I just didn't want to brew IPAs 100% of the time right. or 80%
1: of the time. And I will always be fascinated with how America has taken to a style of beer that came out of India. It's made it like the American style of beer now. I mean, you
2: know, kept the name IPA, but it you know, has very little relationship to None. old English IPAs. <laughs> I mean, there's hops. There's hops involved. That's the, right. you know, it's a hop-forward style, and that's the only real relationship now. There's no relationship.
1: No, because it's New England IPA, then now it's West Coast, and it's, I see Midwest or whatever. It's just all these different things.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's basically, you know, it's a very broad category for any beer that's its main distinction is being hopped forward
1: and, and so from there man tell us about your tasting room how many taps do you have tell us about the barrel room and all that good stuff alright so we have we're sitting right on Piedmont Park
2: uh, which is really exciting this right. is actually the park out here wasn't officially Piedmont Park when we got the space uh, it is now they're actually about to do a hundred million dollar expansion of this part of the park which is really exciting for nice. us um so we got two big decks looking over the park. Um, so we have... Actually, on the low side right now, looks like we have about... uh eh, we have seven barrel-aged beers on tap. Seven non-barrel-aged beers on tap. Uh, we have a number of beers, like Sigafondes Blanc, which is our... Uh, it's our fig our golden fig and apricot sour. That's coming out. That'll be on tap in the next few days. Truth Body Soul, our special, more limited release double IPA. That'll be on tap in a few days. I'm excited
1: about that one. Are you, are you on candy are canning gonna can it bottle that? Canning both of them. Oh so, stick and stay. Will that make it out to the streets? They will. They'll, okay. they'll be here first, so All right. the freshest
2: of either you'll get will be here the day we release. Well, do you know what that, that day is yet? Or? Uh, it'll be the...
1: No. All <laughs> in right, the, but, In the next week. But, we'll, but <laughs> when we know, we'll let you guys know. we we'll to go back and let us... Anyway, we'll, we'll get it out there to the people. So. I'm telling you, man, their bottle releases, cam releases here are always fun, man. And, and Jason will be here. So you'll see him, you know, you'll know him. He won't be hard to find. I'm, I'm here a lot. <laughs> he won't be hard to find. He'll be around. And so from there, just... So oh, we
2: also have... All right, yeah. so we actually we're getting three new tanks. Small. So right yeah. now our smallest tank is 40 barrels. Most of them are actually 60 barrels. Uh, we're getting three 25-barrel tanks next week. A
1: little pilot system?
2: Uh, no, we'll still be brewing off of our main system. We have a 20-barrel system. But... Um, that will give us way more flexibility to do smaller batches for, you know, limited tasting room stuff or stuff that barely any goes out. So mm. we'll have a lot of new stuff on tap over the next couple of months that you'll mainly be getting here. Because we want, you know, we just want to make this you know the experience that i always wanted a brewery to be but we couldn't really justify that with the old laws oh well, we, yeah you know, i mean with little... the barrel room we we opened up the barrel room when the laws changed which was a room we uh used to have all the barrels in uh the amount of barrels we have in here now significantly exceed a lot of the barrels <laughs> of, we a room in that barrel room so we just moved all the barrels out um and put a bar in there and
1: and it's a really cool little space. And even, like, from what I'm saying, like you can even rent that space out and oh, yeah. still just that space. And then yep. you still have the brewery running. There's board games back there. It's really relaxed. It's kind of cool, man. Oh, yeah. And we're actually going to put a lot of work because it still feels kind of like a
2: warehouse in here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that we actually have some relatively significant renovations coming up to make this a much more, you know, less of a feel of the old brewery experience yeah. and more of a feel of a bar you want to sit in
1: and I, got, I noticed you got one TV finally yeah it was probably well, not- we're actually we're actually going to get a projector in here too nice so. you guys can watch the games and everything oh, yeah. and hang out and come check out the scene alright guys we're going to come back with Jason one more time we're going to do our six pack challenge uh oh <laughs> that's always my favorite part of the show i like to put the brewers on their toes a little bit but before we do that we we'll to talk to our good friends at blue apron we talked about jason with his cooking earlier but not everybody can cook it that good and if you can't check out the folks at blue apron get you some meal kits already we'll tell you about how to do that when we come back but we're gonna come back with jason we'll talk about our six pack of fun stick and stay beer it is we'll be right back
0: beer it is is brought to you in part by blue apron fresh ingredients and incredible recipes delivered weekly to your door. Skip the grocery store and make incredible meals at home with blue apron. And now for the listeners of the beer it Is podcast, you can get $30 off your first blue apron order to place your first order with $30 off. And to help keep our show free for you, Go to our network website at cspn.us. That's cspn.us. And then click on the Keep Our Podcast free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the Blue Apron link and sign up for your first order. Blue Apron through cspn.us. Do it today.
1: All right. Once again, want to thank our good friends at blueapron.com for supporting the podcast. Click on there. Get your free trial. And don't forget to support our good friends at Wink. I know we're a beer show here at Beer It Is, but you know, sometimes you might want to order a nice bottle of wine to go to Blue Apron Dinner. And when you do, make sure you do it through our link on the cspn.us site. Get your little discount. Get your first couple bottles at Wink for free. They'll show you some love. But anyway, we're back here with my man Jason Pellet at Orpheus. We're gonna do our six-pack challenge. You ready? I'm scared? Yeah, don't be too scared. It's going to be fun. <laughs> All right. All right. So question one. If you could drink a beer with any four people that are alive, who would they be?
2: Oh, man. That is a tough question. I would, uh, I don't know if it's really the four. I'm going to spread this around. If I could drink with, I would love to sit with uh, JVR and talk Lambic. Nice. Uh, tell me, okay, tell me who that is. You gotta, so Oh, you, John Van Roy from Cantillon. There you go. Yeah, we, you uh, know, got it.
1: I knew who it was. But yeah. yeah.
2: Um, let's see. I would love to. Uh, yeah, Barack Obama would have some
1: stories.
2: Right. <laughs> right. He's a home brewer, hey, too. Had, so,
1: hey guys, sorry to interrupt <laughs> for a second.
2: Do you have Friday available?
1: So you're saying, um, John Van Roy from Cantillon. Talk land bigs, get into that whole game. Yeah. Then Barack Obama.
2: Barack Obama.
1: And he's a homebrewer, uh, so I mean... He'll he think he was, yeah,
2: no, he's... I would love to hear... He's a cool guy. I would love to hear his take on... Basically, his time in office, mm. what... Uh, i want to hear what he thinks he should have done differently. Mm.
1: I would love... To, what he would have been allowed to do differently. Right, no, totally. Like, yeah. You know, this yeah. stuff...
2: You know, obviously there were a lot of checks on what he could do. Right. You know, just, so, yeah, what's, I don't want to talk about, maybe not regrets isn't the right word, but, you know, <laughs> knowing what he knows now,
1: you can't prepare for that job, really. No, no, there's no way. And then, I mean, as we can see, see, with his ass on office now, oh the job's God. a lot harder than it. <laughs> we could <laughs> do a whole other yeah, hour on that. Oh, my God, that. he was talking about, you know, he thought this
2: would be easier than running his company. <laughs> What a clown.
1: <laughs> but, you know, people like it. That's who they voted for. God bless them. Uh, all right, so we got two in.
2: All right, two in. Let's see. Um, I'm a huge Margaret Atwood fan.
0: Ooh, okay.
2: So I've actually named some multiple beers after her writing. So nice. we have beers we've already released are Noise and Flesh, which comes from a a poem that she wrote actually about Orpheus and Eurydice uh, nice. at our anniversary beer last year uh, like a white curtain blowing in the draft from a half open window beside a chair on which nobody sits. sits. That's yep. also from Margaret Atwood. We have a new beer I didn't mention this we have a new beer coming out soon Plants Have No Memories mm. uh, which is a, it's a sour made with Gewürztr- Gewürztraminer grape um, okay so that's, that's coming out like right around April 1st or so I like it um, so that name Plants Have No Memories that actually comes from her book The Blind Assassin wow um, so salute yeah, to you she's, she's, I just love her writing so it she yeah. be fascinating to talk to um, let see I need a fourth oh man I don't even know um, I think it'd be cool to talk. You know, I uh, I wish I could. So, oh, it's his... McCoy Tyner was the, the piano great that played with John Coltrane. Wow! All right, I met him. I don't know. Twenty years ago or so, he played at the Variety Playhouse, nice. and I brought like one of his CDs. And all I could say to him was, "Can you sign my CD?"
1: It's <laughs> like,
2: what do you say to him? Right. So I would love to actually talk to him and sit down and just have was like, what was that? But you know, it's still so, because the he's done so many great things. Obviously, that big elephant in the room, if you're talking to McCoy, is you played in Coltrane's quartet. Right. What was that like? But I didn't, what I didn't want to ask when I met him was, it was like, all I could think about was that Saturday Night Live character. It was like, hey, you remember when you played with John Coltrane? Right, right, right. So I didn't want to be that guy. So I I didn't really
1: say anything. I can imagine because that would be like really (laughs) nerve-wracking because I mean, this guy played with, I mean, literally a legend, a true, I mean, we talk about in sports, first battle Hall of Famers, Right. I mean, Coltrane would be the Hall of Fame.
2: Coltrane, so would McCoy Tyner. Right, that's what I'm saying. And McCoy Tyner is one of the people that just invented modern jazz piano, and modern jazz in general. Um, for, if you don't know, I grew up as a, yeah, I mentioned this earlier, a trumpet player, uh, originally a jazz player. Mm-hmm. Um, so, a huge inspiration for me, both of them. So, sure. to actually kind of redo that conversation would be awesome. Have
1: a real conversation <laughs> and just sit and just, all right, so we, we got that down. What beer are you serving them? Oh, all right. Your beer.
2: My beer. All right. So, um, I get the impression that Obama probably likes lighter beers just mm. from the beer... Seen him drinking stuff, uh, his you know his White House Honey Ale. Mm-hmm. So I think for him, I would probably choose. I got to look at my board. Actually, I would push his boundaries a little bit. I don't know if he's a sour beer drinker, but I would give him Atalanta Nice. So um, nice and light, a little different. He's a you know he's sophisticated. Uh, let's see, John Van Roy. There's no way I could give him anything. I'm going to take advantage of that. I'm going to give them my uh, well. If it was ready, my uh, goose type blend, which will be uh, everything lasts forever.
1: Everything so, lasts forever, right? Nice. That'd
2: be uh, that'd be the the obvious choice there.
1: Uh, I because mean, who else would be able to give you a better opinion?
2: I know exactly.
1: <laughs> oh, what a landing would be! Uh, yeah. You know,
2: it'd be scary.
0: <laughs> I would imagine. I mean, <laughs>
2: <laughs> but. You know, I think the the barrels we've tried that are gonna go into this blend are we have some great barrels, so you know, I'd be I, I would be excited to see what he says about that. Um, let's see, What else did I say? McCoy Tyner. Man, I gotta get some I can see him being like a whiskey drinker. Mm. So gotta get him something big and bourbony. would probably go with like It'd definitely be like abandon
1: all over 12 Nice, flavor. nice. nice. So you mentioned Margaret. Uh, there were,
2: oh, no. she would have to be. Oh man, probably like a white curtain blowing in the draft from a half open window beside a challenge. Nobody sits. There you go. I mean, you named it after her, so, so why not? Yeah, I mean, I have one of three that I've named after, but I think that's that's definitely the most special of the three. So, nice. and I actually am trying, I'll probably never meet her. But uh, I'm working with her publisher now to try to get a quote from her book on these cans of plants have no memories. Ooh. So I can finally get that arranged, hopefully. Um, I'll try to get her address so I can finally send her beer. I've sent her wow. direct messages on Twitter. She's pretty active on Twitter, but I haven't heard back. So nice. I would like to send her some beer.
1: Send her some beer with, with like her logo? Oh, that'd be, that'd be <laughs> perfect. So, I mean, that in, in a sense, you're getting a chance to show the beer. All right. Question three other than your beer what are you drinking in the state of georgia right now um let's see
2: i'm not drinking much of anything right now i'm trying to take off these 50 pounds i put on (laughs) nice brewery open nice but um i mean i always drink you know it depends on what's available but you know night on ponds tropicalia that kind of stuff um I don't make it to enough beer releases to get enough of the specialty. Yeah, it comes so quick. It's like that used to be way easier for me to get to those things. Back before I had my own brewery. <laughs> so, unless I get lucky and somebody, some Dry County people stopped by nice. uh, a couple of days ago. So I do have like, you know, I have some special stuff from them that I'm looking forward to opening. Nice. Um, but yeah.
1: Shout out to Steve
2: Anderson and that
1: crew oh, over yeah. there. Real they good guys. Lots
2: of good stuff lately. Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, I mean th- those are the main that I drink, like,
1: with regularity. Nice. Question four. What has been the greatest challenge for you in craft beer? Oh, man.
2: Uh, it's been a bunch. In craft beer as opposed to my own business specifically, I think it would be um, getting kind of building the sour market because when mm. we started selling atalanta three and a half years ago it was hard to sell mm-hmm. and but we could we could sell it to buyers at bars and stuff they would love it and then they would put it on tap and the, the consumers mean, yeah. weren't educated not only would it not move people would order it uh the menus weren't detailed enough or whatever people just mm. didn't know what they were getting so i'd get it and be like oh this is something's wrong with this and send it back like if people don't know you're getting sour beer and don't know what that even is right something might seem off about that so um it was it was tough for a while it's uh not anymore nice (laughs) so but that took yeah a lot of education lots of um just you know pushing it
1: question five what is the craziest comment you've gotten on either rate beer untapped top Twitter or Facebook oh my god
2: uh, the, the, the basic class of comment that's very recurring is uh, for something like you know was the which is a dry hop sour or an IPA or something like that something that's you know supposed to be hoppy says it's hoppy whatever people saying you get lots of orange and tropical fruit but there's no hops where are the hops it's like that's you just described the hop.
1: <laughs> you just didn't know it. <laughs>
2: it's like, yeah, it's not bitter. Mm. So, so that, that's the thing. That's the yeah, the class of comments that's always mildly frustrating. But I just, I just laugh at it now. So, okay. never
1: any crazy personal insults,
2: or anything weird. I don't think so. And I used to read all the Untapped reviews. Um, I don't anymore. This is too much. Not <laughs> enough time. Um, I mean, I do like it. If we put out a new beer. I'll check reviews, you know, sometimes. Uh, But, yeah, I don't don't even know the last time I looked on beer advocate or rate beer.
1: Probably a smart move. All right, then last question. Where do you see Orpheus in... I used to say five years, but now things move so quickly. Where do you see Orpheus in two years?
2: Uh, We expect to have a new facility open where we'll do most of our major production. Uh, Our current facility we're going to keep. We'll expand the tasting room. Um, It will... uh, Basically, I mean, right now it's already, as New Bias has seen, it's uh, pretty taken over by barrels already. It's a lot of
0: it. it's tight,
2: man. <laughs> so, but those will expand even more. We don't have any fooders right now. I actually really like the the control you get with uh, being able to blend individual barrels. Mm-hmm. Um, but having a couple fooders for certain beers, like, the, like Noise and Flesh, which yeah. is a barrel-aged beer that we always have. Um, and it stays pretty consistent barrel to barrel. Being able to do something like that in fooders would be way easier. Um, so we'll still, we'll, we'll always be mainly smaller barrel driven just because I, I really think you, you can get, you just have more control over the final product. Um, but yeah, there's gonna be, we'll go from, uh, right now there's 350-ish barrels in here. I would imagine very quickly,
1: expand that to a 1,000 plus. Wow, and then how much beer you guys putting out now, and where do you kind of want to get to?
2: Um, we're we're doing roughly we did nine thousand barrels last year, um, but most of the year it was like on, kind of on a thousand barrel a year track. Mm. So we expect to do twelve to thirteen thousand barrels this year, and that'll be. That's about
1: all we can actually do in this facility. Mm, that's pushing it. And what are your brew days like here, man? Because you
2: guys are back there grinding. Oh my god! It's uh, I mean we we do most days if there's tank space we do three batches on a twenty barrel system.
0: Ooh. Um, we're
2: here. That's triple batch. You're not even double no batches, just back oh, yeah. to back to back. Um. So we're gonna. I mean, so we're really limited by tank space. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have. We have kind of a two level brewery here, and yeah. the, the part with the taller ceiling is relatively small, and mm. there's no more room for tanks.
1: So that means it's not going to be an Orpheus Pilsner anytime soon. <laughs> no, we're just going to try to keep up with what we have. I can dig it. And then last thing, tell people where they can find you guys on the Twitter, on the Instagram, all those other podcasts. Yeah, market. we're at to... OrpheusBrewing.com, all of the Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It's just Orpheus Brewing.
2: Uh, you can find us on the north side of Piedmont Park. Uh, by We're up near Ansley Mall, uh, tucked away behind uh, that Piedmont Commons, uh, that north part of yeah the new green space up there. And
1: then what time do you
2: take room open? Uh, we're open... Oh, I'm probably going to get this wrong. Uh, Monday through Thursday, 6 to 10. Uh, Friday, 5 to midnight. Saturday, 1 to 10. Sunday, 1 to... Uh, it's 9-ish. Nice, so 7 days a week? 7 days a week. You come Five in here? here. If, if you come in here on a time that seems reasonable, we'll probably be open. And I'll we, sell you some beer, too. Yeah, yeah we'll sell you some beer. You can Ooh. sit, you know, with the new law, you can just just want one
1: glass of uh, abandon all hope we can do that for you there you go alright guys once again Jason thank you so much for thank doing you. this man I could talk to you for hours we are probably gonna have another pint or something but guys this is one of my favorite brewers in the city in the south Orpheus Brewing this is the for beer it is and we are out